Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode four of Transformers Animated. It is home is where the spark is. This episode was written by Michael Ryan. And the last time on Transformers Animated, Starscream arrived on Earth and bested the Autobots with ease uh, to took uh, to took to take to have possession of the Allspark until it literally blew up in his face. Uh, and in this episode, uh, we have a Robin Hood, I guess. Yeah, he's watching the armored car from the armored car service that squawks the tires when they leave on the job. And <laughs> he, he's just watching this thing go by and he just shoots his high tech arrow down onto it. And it's got a rope attached and then it's like, yipes and away down to the thing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of got a Green Lantern thing. on. He really looks like he's fresh out of Gotham. Like he Batman should have to deal with this guy. In an <laughs> yeah. an, anyway, um, he's he gets chased by the cops and then jumps onto a fire truck. And he's like, they'd never stop a fire truck. Dude, whatever. Um, it's a lot of silly fun because then the fire truck of course turns out to be none other than optimus prime yep and prime just walks on the brakes and this guy goes flying but his hat stays on <laughs> and uh prime transform and picks him up but some of this guy gets the bow back out and they start fighting back and forth but it's it's just wacky hijinks it, it really is it's like looney tunes hijinks uh, prime you know he he um, I guess he's got a bit of a grappling hook with his, like, he shoots his arrow and then starts to zip away in the line. So Optimus Prime cuts the line. It's, it's <laughs> like, uh, it, it feels like Daffy Duck should pop in here. It's a lot of fun. I'm not dissing it. I actually like this scene. It's a lot of fun. But what happens is that in the end, Optimus Prime catches the bad guy as the cops show up and all the little camera bots fly around taking pictures. Mm-hmm. You are not going to be rich and famous, just famous. <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah. now, or infamous, I should say. And uh, now it's the next day, I guess, and Prowl's hanging upside down in a tree watching Tweety. And here's Sylvester, I guess, or at least it's a black and white cat sneaking up on the bird, so I guess it can't fly yet. Yeah, Prowl's basically, like, observing biology, I guess. Yeah, he finds it fascinating. But then somebody, it's like, hey, look, it's an Autobot! And then all his <laughs> friends are like, oh, which one is it? And Prowl gets annoyed, and the cat gets spooked and runs away. <laughs> Prowl just climbs up into the tree to get away from them. Yeah. So we go back to Autobot uh, HQ, or their lair, this warehouse that isn't hidden in any way. Um, and they're setting up their big screen TV, which is huge. Yeah, it's like a big screen TV that's like big to an Autobot. Like, this thing is fucking massive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we have a scene we kind of jump from each of them, you know, finding out how they're re reacting to the fame, their newfound uh, superhero-dom. Uh, Ratchet really does not like the cam bots. No, he does not like the fame. Bumblebee loves it, and he, he makes it look good, and he says, and, and yeah, yeah. Bulkhead's like, oh, but all they want me to do is break stuff. I have a sensitive side, too, you know, but... I like breaking stuff. <laughs> it's fun. I'm afraid Abby puts it. On Bumblebee, I feel that I have to respect this show on some level and that they decided to say, you know what? Let's just make Bumblebee full out annoying. No more dancing <laughs> around. Let's just make him annoying. Um, but Prowl comes home. He's all moody. He goes off to his room and Optimus comes in and says, I think he says, can I talk to you for a nano click? Which by my calculations, Paul, is a micron. Like it's a billionth of a kilometer. <laughs> it's a measure of Which is not a distance, distance of time, time or a measure of time. It's a measure of distance. <laughs> anyway, um, what I do like about this is that Prowl's room is like the busted out corner of the warehouse. There's mm. a big tree in it. And Optimus says, hey, we could get you a room with a wall, man. And he <laughs> He says, no, I, I like this. 
yeah, he likes having organic life and like this tree and this entire planet's population is in a hurry going nowhere. They don't appreciate all the life around them. And he tells Optimus about the cat and the bird. And then Bumblebee just comes in and makes some stupid joke. I really didn't get it. Yeah. And Prowl just jumps up into his tree to get away from Bumblebee. He doesn't just make a joke, though. He interrupts him, jumps up in front of him, and then starts bonking on his head with his fist going, hello, hello, anybody home? Like, yeah. he's, he is... Fried circuits, do you get it? Oh, I'm like, Jesus, I, I yeah. don't. <laughs> he is annoying and rude in all of the bad things. But uh, here's what I'm going to say. I know when we did the uh, the opening trilogy, I mocked Prowl's be Ooh, he's moody. I'm kind of on board with you now, Paul. I, I like this prowl. Yeah, he's, he's definitely kind of leaning towards my favorite so far. I mean, it's early days, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we go to some DAC systems, which I just realized in this episode looks like a giant spark plug. Like the building yeah, yeah, ship yeah. like a spark plug. And Sari's trying to bring a cup of tea to her dad. Or he's sleeping at his desk in his locked lab. It's his private lab. No one's allowed in. And she can just see him on a monitor by the door. Uh, but that none of that matters, Paul, because she has the key. Or as I like to call the key, Alaric. <laughs> because let me explain to you the rules of the key. There are none. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And here's... So what, what happens is that she, uh, she looks to the monitor and the key, like, pulls her towards the lock, goes in for a sec, and, like, goes into this keyhole for a sec. That's the other thing. There's always a keyhole in fucking everything. There's a keyhole. <laughs> but it go And then Sari goes, oh, I get it. And she puts the key in. So right away, we don't know if the key has a sentience of its own or... Look, I get that they're building it up, but at the very beginning, they are starting to ask me to suspend a lot of disbelief. Yep. But uh, her dad is up now that the door is open, and he tells her, sorry, nobody, not even you, you're allowed in my private lab. And she's like, well, Dad, just brought you a cup of tea. He's like, oh, I'm not thirsty. Then he just grabs it and drinks it all in one go. <laughs> Crushes it. Yeah. <laughs> and so she takes him out to get a bite to eat. He hasn't eaten in a couple of days. I do like that Dr. Sumdak always looks baked. <laughs> like, just the way they drew his eyes, the bags, like, he just always looks stone. But uh, as they leave, the door closes behind them, and uh, like, there's all this, like, residual energy, I guess it is, zapping around the door. And inside the lab, the energy arcs across the room and awakens Megatron. Uh, now, if I may be a grumpy, head, angry old man again, it, it, this whole thing with the energy going over, why? that It doesn't make sense. It's never explained. Did the AllSpark purposefully wake up Megatron or was it the key or whatever? But looking past that, this scene of Megatron waking up is fucking great. Oh, this is awesome because he just like looks around the room. He doesn't well, he doesn't know where he is, but then he realizes, hey, I don't have a body. Where's my body? And then he sees a video of Starscream telling the Autobots that it was he who finished Megatron off. Yeah, so I guess that he he's connected into the system, obviously. So he's looking at old security footage, and he learns that. He also, there's one other thing, is that um, Sumdak has been using one of Megatron's hands, I guess the only surviving hand, as a chair, as a throne. Yes. So Megatron is looking at his disembodied hand as well. It's really messed up. But he then also realizes that uh, these goombag Autobots, who he wanted to kill, are in possession of the AllSpark, and that's just salt on the wound. Because mm -hmm, the irony is he's the so close to it, but has no hands to pick it up. But wait, 
He may, um, but he can, starts controlling like a robotic arm and gets this little uh, drone. I called it Lackey, like Lackey yeah. from Beast Machines. <laughs> but this is a little four-legged Lackey, and he powers it up, and uh, he's uh, going to take control with this commercial break. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, it's math class with the tutor bot, and they're talking about the quadratic formula, minus B plus or minus squared to B squared minus 4AC all over 2A. I remember in grade 11 or 12, our pre-cal teacher, he made us memorize that. Can't for the life of me remember what you use it for, but I, I can still bang it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, she's not even paying attention to what this tutor is saying. And again, uh, she uses Alaric the key to just, she <laughs> she literally goes, huh, uh, like on a whim, plugs it in and it calls Bumblebee. And then she's surprised when he answers, like she didn't expect it to call Bumblebee. So why did it call Bumblebee? What is controlling this thing? And what are this is? There are no rules to this. And I know I'm being a grumpy grump about it, but every scene with Sari makes me cringe. And the scenes where the Autobots are dealing with Autobot shit, I love. <laughs> but uh, the tutor bot tells her, you know, give me that key, and it transforms again. And now we go back to Dr. Sumdak, and he's had his breakfast. He's in the lab again. And the little robot that Megatron picked up earlier is just running around having a good time. And Dr. Sumdak can't remember how or when he got the thing working. Yeah. He must have done it in his sleep. I, I wish they had set him up more as, like, the the genius. You know, like he needed a couple Tony Stark moments where we were like, oh, wow, he can he can really do this. I can see him doing it live. Yeah. We never get that. But then uh, Sari calls in, and she, she basically she calls in for exposition, but she says, hey, Dad, I'm going to the secret Autobot lair. And he says, where is it? And she says, uh, it's a secret, but Megatron sees all of this. Mm-hmm. I love how in the background, like, her tutor bot's walking behind going, class dismissed forever. <laughs> so that's what she did with the key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's hacked the, the robot. So, But uh, after she hangs up, uh, Dr. Sumdeck can only find a partially built pocket bot is what he called the thing before and he's like i could swear there was another one and he starts digging in the trash can so this guy is like textbook absent-minded professor kind of thing that's yeah. the route we're going down yeah pretty much it's also worth noting that with these cam bots like anybody could easily follow sorry to the autobot lair it's not hidden it's a yeah wide open <laughs> it's just that warehouse what in the out in the wide open it, eh, whatever but uh what megatron does is not a cam bot but he sends this little lackey drone down and it gets in sorry's school bag or her backpack uh because she's going over to have a sleepover mm-hmm. and with the autobots prowl is watching a nature show about butter flies and he's sitting like two feet away from the tv and uh he thinks the metamorphosis is fascinating and again bumblebee has to be a dick to this guy for no reason he like just changes the channel to something loud and flashy yeah and uh, so one i hope that this is like a low-key setup that maybe in season two or end of season one prowl goes through some metamorphosis and becomes like you know trans metal prowl <laughs> but you're right though bumblebee's just like a dick that's and and he and Bulkhead are then like, hey, what's his problem when Prowl, st- Prowl storms off? Dude, you changed the channel on him and then mocked him. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, Bumblebee even says, oh, we're just trying to have fun. It's a slammer party after all. And Sorry's like, no, no, it's a slumber party. And she gets her sleeping bag out. And now that that's out of the way, Lackey's looking out of her bag and he can see the Autobots, which means Megatron can see them. Yeah. So he starts, Lackey starts going around. Uh, we have a little cutaway where Prowl's meditation is disturbed by Bulkhead. Total sight gag. He's trying to jam his foot into Sari's sleeping bag. Yes. Uh, but they, uh, oh, and then there's a bit where they're playing Twister. 
and Bumblebee and a bulkhead are playing Twister, and Prowl comes in, and Bumblebee, of course, is a dick, saying, "Hey Twister, or uh, hey Prowl, can you do this? I think you're pretty good." <laughs> and he just jumps in the air and then lands, and like every limb lands on the right thing, and it's like ding ding, you win, whatever it does, and he just jumps right back out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a good uh, mic drop, but. Back to the lackey, uh, it's looking around and can't find the AllSpark, so Megatron's like, well, fuck it, I'll just kill them all. Yep, we'll burn the place down and take the, get the, download it from their lifeless shells, I guess. And with the Autobots, Sarah's telling them a ghost story now, and she's got the flashlight under her face, and Ratchet's like, this is pointless, and Bumblebee's like, I'm not scared of it. Behind her back, she gets Hollerick out again and jams it into the piece of machinery beside her. And just by turning the key, she makes a robot arm behind the Autobots scrape the floor. Yeah, so it it does what she thinks. She never says it out loud or commands it. It just does what she thinks, and it has a key. Why does why does a robotic arm on I'm guessing a, a manufacturing a car manufacturing floor? Yeah. Why does it have the keyhole? What? Why? And what? why would the keyhole be only high up enough for a child, while sitting down, be able to put it in without lifting her arm? Like, why would it be that low? Yeah, yeah, it's like eight inches off the ground. Oh, I... I there's there's definitely some workplace uh, hazardous safety you know issues there, <laughs> OSHA stuff. But uh, <laughs> eventually, when they're telling the story, yeah, she scares Bumblebee. But then Optimus is like, "Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute! I've been listening to this podcast called the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. Sorry, what the fuck's with that key?" And she goes, <laughs> "I don't know." But she turns the key again, which makes the robot arm grab Bumblebee by the shoulder, and he screams, and she starts laughing at him, and. Watching this through Lackey, Megatron is like, laugh it up, kid. I'll show you fear. And then he shuts everything down, which was a good, like, <gasps> scary moment. And sorry, he's like, that wasn't me. Uh, and then all the machines come on and suddenly they all have nail guns and flamethrowers. <laughs> yeah, like rivet guns and stuff. And yeah. the arm starts swinging around fancy crazy and rivet guns start shooting. And uh, robot arms fling Ratchet and Bumblebee into a wall, then one shoots fire at Bulkhead, and lasers are chasing Sari, and then a rivet gun starts shooting at her, and commercial break. And when we come back, she dodges all the bullets by going into a spastic fit. <laughs> Pretty much. And Optimus grabs her, and they run No, no, but I, I mean, dear listener, if you've seen this, you, you, you're, you know the visual I'm talking about, but if you haven't, she is like... I can't even think of the animation I would compare it to. It's not SpongeBob. <laughs> it's almost Adventure Zone, but more jerky than wavy. I don't know how I'm trying to explain this, but it's like she goes through 19,000 poses in about four <laughs> seconds. Neo would be jealous of the Matrix-level <laughs> shit she pulled off. But Prowl comes in to tell them to turn the fucking music down, but then he realizes <laughs> what's going on, and Ratchet, I guess, has a force field. He gets that up. Yeah, it, well, he uses it later. This is the setup for it. I'm I'm fine with that. As long as it's, you know, stays within the rules. And speaking of the rules, this was, in this series, this is when I realized, oh, nobody's going to ever be in danger of dying, even if they are, they're not really, because... <laughs> There's shots where a character's just standing there, slack-jawed, going, Wah! and there are bullets bouncing, or rivets, bouncing off the walls and bouncing off of them in some cases, and they're not moving and they're okay. So it's like, 
they are the Hulk and every weapon is, you know, a machine gun to the Hulk. <laughs> and speaking of weapons, the robot arms pick up compressed air bottles, I guess, or fire extinguishers or something. And they snap the tops off them. And so they go flying like rockets. And I guess they're more like guided missiles, though, because they turn in the air yeah. and target Ratchet. Oh, it's silly fun. Uh, Ratchet, he's like, we got to shut it down. Doesn't say how. Bumblebee's like, I got it. And he, you know, rides off or runs off, um, gets grabbed by the machine, and and one by one, the machine just starts going through them. It, it tosses Bumblebee aside, almost squishes Bulkhead, and Optimus Optimus had a cool scene here, the way he tried to save Bulkhead. Yeah, he's running to help him. He transforms into truck mode, but then transforms his arms back into robot mode and grabs, the, he's on a conveyor belt, he grabs hold of the sides of that, pulls himself down and gets the wheel spinning, which makes the conveyor belt go the other way to pull Bulkhead back out. That was fucking cool. Yeah, it was really clever. I've, every once in a while, I see Optimus do something I've never seen him do before, and I always like it. Unless it's Optimus being a gorilla. But uh, Bulkhead, he almost gets pulled out when there's a giant magnet and that yanks Optimus up. So he's trapped. And uh, then something happens to Ratchet. And Prowl all of a sudden realizes it's all motion sensors. If you don't move, it can't see you like a T-Rex. And Megatron has had enough for one day. He has two robot arms rip some oil tanks open and start... Basically, the oil starts seeping towards the flames in the place. So while the oil seeps closer to the fire prowl, like, he moves, freezes, moves, freezes, moves, freezes. It's like that scene from Squid Game. Modern reference. <laughs> and uh, But he, he gets close to the control panel that they have to shut down when Lackey sees Prowl and Megatron speaking to himself says, You idiot, even if the motion sensors can't see you, I can. Yep. So he fires more fire extinguisher missiles, I guess, and (laughs) then the robot arms grab Prowl. And now it's all up to Bumblebee, and Prowl says, what you've got to do is move and then stop, and then move and then stop, because it didn't work for me. Like, he, he literally suggests the thing that just got him in trouble, but it works for Bumblebee. Yeah, because at one point, Bumblebee's on his back, and when Prowl's like, all right, green light, or go, or whatever he says, Bumblebee starts driving feet first in robot mode, using the wheels on his shoulders. And, like, that's kind of neat how they're doing, like, vehicle mode things in robot mode and vice versa, partially transforming. Like, I don't think we've really seen that before. Not a lot. There's There's been a bit like in Prime, Optimus has used his wheels while in robot mode a couple times. Oh, but, yes. Yeah, yeah. But even like, I forget which uh, part of Transform and Rollout it was, but that bit when uh, Sari woke up Bumblebee and out of shock, like the wheels on his shoulders zipped him up the wall. Yeah. They, they do a really good job of incorporating... Uh, the true robot mode and, and all the parts of it. Yeah, so Bumblebee gets to the main controls and he tells it to eat crank case oil and punches it and rips a bunch of wires out. And I guess that shuts everything down. Prime falls from the magnet. Bulkhead gets out from under the, the compa-oter, I called it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Prowl gets down, but they realize the tanks are going to blow, and they, here's our teamwork scene. Prowl throws his little ninja stars, his batarangs, and uh, like cuts the supports of the tank, so it rolls out, and Optimus grapples it and heaves it. And the fire, I guess, travels up with it, and they explode up in the air. Oh, sorry, and Ratchet uses his, uh, his uh, that was the whole thing I said about earlier, the setup, his tractor beam thing to just launch it right out the window. So pay off. Uh, and yeah, kaboom. And then Optimus finds Lackey, which I was surprised. I thought Lackey was going to be like this ongoing Lackey. I was a little disappointed because he's like, ah, oh, here it is. And then it gets away and starts to run and Bulkhead goes to grab it and smushes it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, oh, wait, you said you wanted to examine it. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're going to be getting to that, I bet. But uh, back with Megatron, he's pissed off and shorting things out in the lab, and he needs a body, so he thinks it's time to reveal some more Cybertronian technology to Professor Sumdak. Megatron loses patience looking for the Allspark with his new lackey, so he's just going to kill everything inside the Autobot base and hope for the best afterwards? Megatron, what's your hurry? You already spent 50 years sleeping and how many million years before that looking for this damn thing? What's another few weeks or months? The Autobots and Starscream both think you're dead. Only one guy even knows you still exist and he's a scatterbrained idiot who thinks you're just a non-functioning severed head. Hide in shadows a bit longer, give this guy some more ideas, because guaranteed he's eventually going to build a Nightbird or Sentinel or some other giant uncontrollable thing with all the fucking guns on it, and there you go, new body. In the meantime, since your new lackey is inside the Autobot base, wouldn't it be a good idea to find out where it actually is? Send him outside and take a look around, get some GPS coordinates, write down civic numbers, check out some landmarks. There are robots crawling all over this city. No one's going to look at this one twice, not even the Autobots. They're too busy fighting off Rocket Robin Hood and his hat. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Dip Pickers podcast show. The next episode Paul and I are going to review is Total Meltdown. If you want to... Uh, I don't know. I'm running out of jokes, man. It's been like 300 <laughs> plus episodes. I'm running out of jokes. Uh, we're on Twitter. I'm at John Soby. Paul's at P McPherson one. Yeah. Make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with and tell all your friends, tell everybody, you know, you can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Minus B plus minus squared to B squared minus 4AC all over 2A.